Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Harry's podcast. Just before I sat down to do this, I know it's only been two weeks, but I did think to myself, I, I don't know how to do this. I can't remember how to actually record a podcast and it's only been two weeks, but I've managed, I think, to figure it out and hopefully this sounds okay. Yeah, so it's been two weeks. I'm sorry about that. It's a long gap. It shouldn't be a two week gap. That's lazy. But the good news is we've shot Horror Cells the fifth installment of Harry's show. You don't know what any of it looks like or what any of that means because I haven't released any of it yet. I'm still working on it all. But yeah, we've got five things in post-production that range from one minute to, I think Horror Cells is going to be about six minutes. So that's cool and exciting. Two weeks feels way longer than two weeks. A lot's been going on. And also today is my 32nd birthday. There's been very little to no existential dread on my birthday and that never normally happens so it might kick in later i'm not going to get too carried away but yeah it's all happy days and i think that's because shooting this short film over the last couple of days has been just a brilliant experience and it just feels so good to have shot this short film and have it sort of ready to edit so i'll take you back because i think the last time i spoke we were looking for a location or we were about to recce a location so we recced that location that jim Embry, the cinematographer found and it was brilliant the lighting in there was good and the set design looked like we'd you know we'd paid a fortune for it so that was perfect and then i managed to meet one of the actors john mackie i emailed him and said do you know someone else that you would have great chemistry with so he emailed me the details of his friend gary smith who he'd been doing a few zoom sessions with uh, during lockdown just to keep the chemistry up and you know shake the cobwebs off and so those two guys were cast i then tweaked the script a little bit because Gary didn't really fit the original character. The character was meant to be way older, but that was okay. That was cool. And then we went for a rehearsal above Terrace Bar in the Northern Quarter. If you are a Manchester actor or filmmaker, the little secret or the not so little known secret, because it seems to be everyone knew it except me, there is a space above Terrace Bar in the Northern Quarter that was great. They were really nice. They let all three of us come in. We rehearsed upstairs for two hours. A little bit about the rehearsal. It was two hours long. I hadn't rehearsed with actors for a good while in the proper sort of theatre sense of it with the script and going through motivations and all that stuff. But it went really well, I thought. We spent the first hour just getting to know each other and having a good chit-chat, which might have been overkill. But in hindsight, I don't think it was because... We really got to know each other and as a director you want the actors to feel comfortable and you want them to trust you so the first hour was just getting to know everyone a little bit of bio what have you been up to recently and then i waffled on a bit about the script why i wrote the script and everyone's motivation in it also the relationship between the two characters in it richard and dominic and i think that helped the actors and then after about five or six goes running through it it, it was good to be honest it was we were still not quite off script and it was three pages but we were we were getting there and we were starting to improvise a little bit as well and, and add in a little bit of a funny that was the rehearsal that went well that was on the thursday and we were shooting on the sunday so it was it was pretty tight but i'm glad we did it if we if we hadn't have done it that would have been that could have been a bit disastrous but the fact that we met up and we had two hours with each other that was ace and then on the saturday i went for a long recce with jim the cinematographer we went around all the exteriors and then we we talked through the shot list and that made us feel a lot more comfortable in terms of the next day you know we were leaving this was honestly kind of a little bit last minute because 
we were we were wrecking the day before and we were finding locations but the filmmaking gods were with us because we found the locations we wanted we found a perfect street that we needed and then we needed to shoot something by a canal which we haven't shot yet but i'll get to that in a minute and we found like this amazing eerie creepy bit on the canal that was totally deserted that was the saturday and then the shoot was just it felt flawless it felt really good and we, and we were getting everything we we met at the restaurant for 7 a.m we were shooting by quarter to nine and i got the actors to come down about half seven ish which again probably feels a little bit early considering we were shooting at 10 to 9 but again we were able to rehearse and we all were a little bit rusty but we were managed to shake that off by the time we were rolling for the master shot at about 10 to 9 and we got that scene it was about a three-page scene we got that done in about four hours three hours maybe and it is always tricky because the room looked amazing the, the lighting jim did a brilliant job it looks ace and then in terms of the acting, it's like you only get two takes, two or three takes. And obviously you're doing it over and over. So kind of by the time it goes round to the other actors, you know, we have done the scene quite a lot. But then it's kind of weighing up, well, is everyone kind of bored now? Is everyone is everyone's energies low? And we started on me in a mid shot because I wanted to sort of, I wanted to get my stuff done early because I wanted the other actors to build into it. And maybe I should have asked them. You know, do you prefer to be on first? You know, you never, you never know where actors' energies are or what they like. But I think we did it the right way. I think it was good for the for the guys, for John and Gary to to have a few goes at it and build up to it and see if there was any more. Because I was still also directing in between takes. You know, we were tight for time, but there were still little things where I was like, "Can we maybe try this? Can we do that?" And maybe we got them. Maybe we don't. I don't know yet. I've I've got to see the footage and and see what we've got. But. That was perfect at the restaurant. I was really happy with that. And then we came back to the flat and shot a couple of stuff there, uh, day for night in the flat. Then we went out after a couple of hours. We waited for the light to get pretty good, pretty dark and eerie. And then we hit all the exteriors and we, we ran out of a, a little bit of time. And so yesterday we met up and we reshot something. There's a shot where I'm coming down the stairs at Oxford Station and it wasn't quite dark enough. And so we kind of, we've gone back and we've got that shot, that shot again and when it was darker. And then yesterday we tried to get the canal shot, but Sod's Law, the filmmaking gods weren't with us this time and there was a lot of shady characters knocking about. So we decided the smart thing was to, to not shoot there because that would be risky. So we're, we're going to shoot that another time. And I know I'm going quickly over a long experience of, of making a short film, but overall, I'm very happy. I've posted one of the screenshots online that I really like of me coming back home. And I've sent some of the screenshots privately to friends and they've been really complimentary and and I think Jim as well, Jim Jim Embry, the cinematographer, is just really happy with his work on it, which is nice because you always want people to feel like they've they've really done what they wanted to do on it. And I feel happy as well. I think it's just sometimes when it's so fresh, I've spoken about this before, when you've just shot something and you've had it in your head for quite a while, even sometimes when you get what you know you needed to get, but that was it, you, you kind of feel a little bit like, oh, was that it? Like that was the shot I wanted. And I did get it. So why am I not really excited by that? And I think some of the stuff was kind of what I wanted, but it wasn't exactly how I wanted it. But again, I feel like it's always going to be a bit like that. And I know I've had that experience before on previous short films that I might have shot, you know, two, three, four years ago. And then when I watch them back, I'm kind of proud of them. And I can't really remember the exact things where I was like, oh, I didn't, 
I didn't get that or I didn't, you know, it might be a shot that's just kind of wasn't slightly tighter or, and I think in the grand scheme of things, does that really matter? I mean, I'll try and correct that on future shoots, but I think especially when you're on such a low budget and time is tight, you aren't going to get your film shot in a way, you know, as if you did storyboard everything and you went, right, we're going to that shot, we're getting that shot now. As well, if I'm being honest, because I'm acting in the short, you're not always going to have that control over the frame. I'm always not going to get up and check the monitor and then get back and have a stand in and go and check the monitor. And, and so you, you, there is an element of trust. And I can't, and I think that's good that you, you kind of got to have that. It was an interesting experience this time on Horror Cells because acting opposite two actors that I've never met before, I had to give some freedom to or give more freedom to Jim as a cinematographer to then talk to the actors and be with the actors I've got a friend who's making a film coming up and my advice to him was, you know, you're going to want to spend all your time with the cinematographer because I know what he's like and I know he's that type of person. He's going to be wanting to spend all the time with the cinematographer in a way where maybe he's afraid of the actors. So I've said to him, make sure you spend time with the actors. You know, don't leave them feeling alone and adrift. Keep going back. You've got to kind of keep going over and basically letting them feel comfortable and that they're doing a good job. And not every actor's like that. Some actors want to be left alone, but other actors, they, they want to know. They want to know what's going on. I think I felt that before acting. You know, you want you want a director to come over and have a conversation with you and kind of give you context into the world, into the scene, you know, just give you give you more. And I think I could have, if I'm being critical of myself, I could have done that better. I think I could have spent more time with Jim and then with the actors and kind of played that better off than I did because I was either always with the actors or all with Jim and there was never there was never a compromise. But that's just a little thing. I've noted it down and, and next time I think that will be better. And I think also because we only had two hours rehearsal, that's kind of why that happened. I think if you'd spent more, if I'd spent more time with the actors and we'd had a longer rehearsal, maybe two, three rehearsals, then it's a different story. We do need to shoot the canal stuff. There's like three or four shots at the canal. But besides that, that short is looking good. And I've posted the footage off to the editor. This is a new experience as well, because uh, I've met an editor, John Dean, through BAFTA crew, big up John. And he's enthusiastic. He wants to work with us and edit the film. So I'm all for that. And it's a new experience for me. The last time I worked with an editor was three years ago on early days. And that wasn't as remote as John is because John's in London. And so there might be some sort of virtual editing going on. But it's something I've wanted to do for a while. I've wanted to work with different editors and, and kind of understand that process a bit more of collaboration and delegation because I look around and I see other filmmakers and creatives and they're collaborating in a way that I'm not at the moment. So I'm trying that. In terms of other collaborators as well, I met a really cool composer that did a score for Bad Dream that really impressed me. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. This is not what I expected, but I really like this. So she's kindly done a score for Bad Dream, which I can't wait to get online and show you because it's a kind of a weird 90 second short. And she was really nice about it and really complimentary about the short before she did the score. So that always, that really helps because I think when people do gravitate towards you and they say, listen, I really like what you're doing. Can I get involved? Then I think when people do really like it and they have, they're passionate, then they're going to connect with it and their work is going to, it's going to marry up. There's going to be some synchronicity there. I've also sent that composer the script and some screenshots of horror cells so hopefully she likes the finished film when it's done and she can get involved hopefully that's kind of horror cells it was it was good it was fun and it's looking great and we'll just see next steps basically 
I'm meant to be going away on Friday for a week. It probably won't happen because of COVID. But I was hoping that by the time I get back from the holiday around the 18th, the editor might be able to have something to show me, even if it's just the first scene cut together. So that would be nice in terms of going away from something and then coming back and seeing even a rough cut because that hasn't happened for three years with me. I'm kind of, I'm in everything and and editing it. And again, I might hate that experience. I might find the workflow really frustrating and new because I have a composer, a a sound mixer and someone else doing the colour. Basically bog standard stuff that every film does but I've never really worked that way before it's always been me editing and then I work with Ryan who does the sound and it's just backwards and forwards from me and him and maybe I'll send a file for colour and as we all know as as filmmakers as soon as you add someone else into the project it's good it can be great because you're bringing someone else new in but in many cases it kind of does add another sort of card that can fall down and destroy everything else you know in terms of you know, if you're organising for three or four actors to be in the same place at the same time, it's always going to be easier if you've got two actors as opposed to four because getting those four people in one room, it's a nightmare. So there is that, but the thing is you've got to try these things because it's something that I want to get better at and bringing on somebody to do brilliant music is only going to lift the material the same way if this editor sees things from a new perspective. I guess it's me just being a bit of a control freak and having to deal with letting things go. This is definitely a scrambly rambly pod. I'm jumping all over the place, but please forgive me. I've had two weeks off, then I've shot the short, and I've not really had time to even write bullet points for this thing. So I do want to talk about messages on a card. I do want to talk about Joe Swanberg, because he always excites me. And then I also want to talk about Disconnected, which is the next short film. And hopefully when I'm away, I get to write more and more of Harry's show and keep it building because we're now we've done a six minute short hopefully that looks brilliant sounds brilliant and from there i just want to keep making interesting cool stuff and putting it out there and take it day by day step by step see where it leads to there's only a couple of months left in the year i always bang on about it i'm just seeing what i can get done by october time and then i'll go into writing hibernation mode so i want to talk a bit about joe swanberg because joe swanberg has released a film that he shot for well it looks like nothing to be honest it looks about you could get it done for a couple of grand a couple of thousand pound because he's shot a film called build the wall i believe it's called it's on his website joeswanberg.com go check it out it looks good i'm not sure if the film is good because i haven't watched it yet it is it is on my to-do list but go check it out because he's really interesting joe swanberg i remember talking to him online years ago and he was always really nice to me when he was making his films and he was he was making like three feature films a year. He's a re- he seemed like a really nice guy. And so it's been great to see him go from making basically $3,000, $5,000, $10,000 features to then a Netflix you know, series of, I think he's had three seasons now of Easy. But he's made this feature film and there's an interview on No Budge, if you can find it, Joe Swanberg, No Budge. And he talks about the fact that he got really scared with the economy and maybe I might not be able to make a film like this ever again if everything goes tits up. So I'm going to go and make this film. And it was for his friend's 50th birthday party and they went away. They got a house in the middle of nowhere. Oh no, actually, sorry, it was his friend's 50th birthday and it was his house, the friend who was turning 50. And so he got him and a couple of actors and they just said, let's go and shoot a one hour film at your place. So that's all it is really. And I just thought that's really exciting and one of you people out there might 
find it inspirational and cool and watch it because again it's a hammer on about the same things but he's really sort of lowered the bar in terms of that's a feature film you know it's it's a one-hour film i get it but there's nothing stopping you if you've got an idea that's a road trip one uh, or somebody going and visiting someone in a big house miles away and you can get a story around that and you can get interesting performances characters then you've got a film you might decide to do that as a short film he decided to do it as a one hour but it's definitely worth checking out card and a message i wanted to mention this because i had to go and get a card recently in the supermarket i went in there and i picked up these two cards and one of them looked like a piece of shit like this card was it didn't look very nice it was 99p and this other card was 299 let's say and it was all shiny and there was all different colors and the other card the 99p one was like this washed out blue that was kind of horrible it looked like somebody had dropped it in a puddle and i opened the flashy one and it said something like you know happy birthday have a great day and like that was it and i was like really that's like the two pound 99 card and then i read the 99p one and it nearly brought me to tears and maybe i don't know i was feeling emotional at the time but i read this beautiful written thing on this 99p card and was like well, I'm buying this 99p card, like fuck this 299 card. So, but the thing was, there was loads of these 99p cards, like you couldn't give them away. And there was like two left of the bullshit card. So I kind of threw the bullshit card away and, and happily took the 99p card to the till. And it, it just made me think about filmmaking and art in general and how sadly there is art out there that is the 99p card and... You know, it is going to get left on the shelf. But really, when you take the time and you and you experience that, that has such a power to it. And like I say, th th whoever wrote that card, I hope they're not writing cards anymore because they they need to be writing novels or films or something. I just I think a lot about short films that way as well. You know, th there's a lot of bullshit two ninety nine card films out there that have lots of nice equipment and you know 15 crew to shoot a short film and it just for me it's all bullshit packaging unless there is that message to the film and not even i don't even mean like preachy message but just it has to come from the filmmaker so i understand where you're coming from and it's your voice and it's your point of view because there are so many people making short films at the moment and they, they just feel vanilla. They just feel vanilla. And I think at times it makes me want to go the other way and shoot a short film on a phone or on an old VHS camera or just shoot on something that isn't this super sharp, clean, anamorphic thing or just, I don't know. I, I'm probably offending people by what I'm saying right now. But I just think, to go back to the card metaphor, that I, I swear to God, I have not made up. I was in the supermarket and, and was just like, this is brilliant, this card. And I think there are there are short films like that. There are short films like that where they speak to you and they cost £5 to make. And we should all be striving to make that type of work. Because it, I promise you, and you know this already deep down, I know you do, you know that it doesn't matter if you spend three thousand pound or five thousand pound or or even a thousand pound it comes down to 
when someone watches that film, what are they going to be feeling? Like, what what are they going to be feeling by the end of it? What have you what have you shown them? What have you done to them? And that's that's obviously what we're in the business of. And so I'm trying to think of that all the time because. I'm not preaching it as if I'm some guru master at it because I am looking at my own work, especially when these five things come out of Harry's show and I look at them and go, Jesus, what the hell am I doing? Like, is this, is this all, have I disappeared up my own arse? Like what, what's going on? What am I trying? What am I doing? Because that might very well be the case. You know, I might watch some of these and go, what the hell was I thinking? What, like, why did I think that was going to be interesting? Why did I think that that was going to connect with people? Because there are some pretentious warning. There are some artistic risks that I'm trying to take because the some of these shorts are just weird. They're like little weird ideas that I'm doing. And I don't necessarily know if they're particularly funny. I've not tried to make them over the top funny. And I've just tried to come up with ideas that I think, well, I connect with that. Like I hope other people do, or I think like that. I hope other people do. And that was actually one of the main notes that I had for the actors in the rehearsal, which was, this is literally what I don't want. Like, that's kind of, I told them about the scene. I said, we're really here because I want you two guys to have chemistry and feel like you're two characters that have known each other for a while. And I want that to be believable. And I also want you to have fun with it. But what I don't want, and I said this probably too many times, so I'm, I'm sorry to the actors for this. But I said to them, I don't want it to feel like a bullshit sketch. I don't want it to feel like a sketchy comedy thing where there's loads of improvisation and everyone's just trying to outdo each other about like who can be the funniest. Because that's easy, in my opinion. And things that are easy aren't necessarily good. So I could do that. Like, And to be honest, I said that to the actors. I said, listen, this is an insecurity of mine. This could be funnier. Like, And I know it could be funnier. We could make it funnier. But not everything should be funnier. And we should just play this as this weird, awkward scene where there's long pauses and some of it is funny, but you want it, you want that right blend of believability and funny, in my opinion. That's what I'm going for. And so I think to wrap the the tiny bow around the card message metaphor is that going forward, I'm gonna really try and think about the purpose of these films from my side. And then from the other side of what people are going to get when they watch it. And I don't think that's a, a dirty thing to do. Some people say, oh, you don't think about that. You just make the thing and then see what happens. But I think I think you do have to have a little, little bit of a think, well, how is this going to go down with most people? Because maybe I do need to make things funnier. Maybe I do need to go an extra 10% that I'm not going. So, and we'll see. And that's what this whole process is about when these, when these five, six short films are done. Lastly, Disconnected. It's the next thing we're shooting. I need to put way more effort into the post-production on these five shorts because I want you to start seeing them because you'll start thinking I'm just a madman and these are all photoshopped images that I'm putting out there and there are no films, they don't exist. So yeah, I want to start releasing three of them at least. You know, like I've got to get some some of them out there so you can see something. So we we feel like we've got a show, we've got something. And then yeah, we're up to number six we're up to disconnected and i'm feeling good about it it's not an idea that's sort of got tiring because there have been ideas in the past that i've written scripts of for this project probably three now that i've written and so much time has passed maybe a month where i've gone you know what that doesn't excite me i don't know why i want to do that i don't really know the point behind it with this one obviously i've spoken in the past why i'm making it i'm still excited about it 
and it's an interesting concept for a short film i think and then hopefully i go away hopefully i go away on friday for a week i get to recharge and come up with some ideas about harry's show i'll be honest about a month ago i was really fed up i texted my mate lee i said mate i don't even know what i'm doing with this project i'm 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 kind of not burnt out but it's just not exciting me and yeah i just I knew I wanted to carry on with it, but I just wasn't, I didn't have the motivation for it. I don't know what was going on. I wasn't getting any writing done. I obviously had these two scripts that I wanted to shoot, but they felt pretty far away because I needed this location. I needed actors. I need this. And all I was thinking of was all the obstacles because there's a lot of obstacles. And if your mind is in the wrong place, you can make up obstacles and you can just think of the obstacles. And that's what I was doing. And a month later, we've we've managed to get this short film done the, the crew was ace. They they really put a shift in for the whole day. And then Jim Embry has, has pulled a worldie by finding some of these locations. And we've just got to shoot shoot these few shots at the canal and, and then we're done. We're looking good. And I think that process of seeing that come to life, getting it shot, seeing the screenshots, seeing people's reactions, which is always nice. You know, I'm a sucker for validation. I'm sorry. And so it's it's nice to see people like the work and then now i really want to push on get disconnected shot that's probably going to be a four minute short about me talking to my therapist over over zoom and and then i don't know i don't know where it's going to go that that's the first six done i, I did want to get the first six done sort of around now really i wanted to be start releasing them around now that's obviously not happened but that is often the case with filmmaking things get pushed back but as long as we keep moving forward, we keep writing and we keep improving, that's all you can ask yourself. And so I'm sorry I've left it two weeks. There's been things going on in the background and there've also been the short film that I've been trying to get made and, and we've got it made. That's the main thing. And I will hopefully see you next week having had a holiday and I can talk a bit more about Disconnected and hopefully some other filmmaking ideas that I've had. Thank you very much. As always, this podcast is produced by Ryan McMurray at Bracken Audio, and I will see you next week.